Hey everybody, this is Kari Waldron, the voice of Haruko from FLCL. Uh, and this is a Toonami Faithful exclusive. Don't miss it. Welcome to this Toonami Faithful exclusive. I am your host, Sketch, and today I am very pleased to have the immensely talented Kari Waldron. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Glad that you could take the time to uh, speak with me today. So we haven't interviewed you before over at Toonami Faithful, so uh, I know it's pretty typical, but uh, let, let's go ahead and... Uh, start with your story with uh, how you began as a voice actor and if that was what you wanted to do initially or what have you yeah sure um, well I, I always loved cartoons when I was a kid and uh, so I knew pretty early on that there were people doing the voices of the cartoons so my parents tell me that when I was very, very young, I was saying, I'm going to be the voice of a Disney cartoon one day. And uh, so I always kind of had this sense of, you know, the voiceover world and wanting to be part of it. Um, and I, I moved out to LA a little over, it's going to be 18 years at the end of October, I think. And um, the first year that I was out there, uh, there was uh, an ad in one of the actors' trade papers saying, hey, we're auditioning for, for this cartoon. Uh, come on in and read for it. So I went in and I read for it, and uh, they said, we're going to send you home with this tape. It's all in Japanese, and we're going to bring you in for a second audition. And, and don't worry that you can't understand what's going on, but just see if you can kind of get the vibe of the character. And uh, so I watched it, and I came back and auditioned again, and I ended up getting the part, and it was Haruko in FLCO. Uh, so that was officially uh, not only my first anime project, but my first, you know, animation project in general. And uh, uh, I remember them saying, oh my gosh, the fans are, are going to love you. And I said, we have fans? There's <laughs> there's fans for this? I, I, it was just mind boggling to me. Uh, so, so it's pretty crazy all these years later to be coming back to the sequel. Did you ever think? Did you ever think there was even a possibility that there would ever be more Fooly Cooly, and that you'd get to return to the role <laughs> of Haruko? You know, when when we first finished up the the initial FLCL, and there were little you know talk, little titterings of talk here and there about, oh yeah, there there could be a sequel. I thought, oh, that'd be interesting. That's that's cool. But, you know, a certain number of years go by and people keep asking you about it. And and after a while, you say to yourself, you don't say it to the people, but, you know, it's been 10 years, dude. It's been 14 years. They're not making a sequel. Let it go, man. It's so not it happening. Pretty, let it go, right? It's, that's exactly in my mind. I'm just thinking, guys, it's never going to happen. Just let's just let it go. <laughs> so it was pretty hilarious to uh, to get the call. And just have them say, hypothetically, if we were to make a sequel, could we get you to come back for it? And he's like, oh, maybe there's, maybe there's something brewing. So, uh, so no, I never, I never really thought that the sequel would happen. I, mean, I was kind of as surprised as anybody. What do you think it is about Haruko in the 
in the first series that that people get really inspired by or they're they're really attracted to as a character because you mentioned in some other interviews that a lot of people are are really touched by Haruko in different ways. So what do you think is uh, what is it about Haruko as she's presented in the first season that you think people are grasping? It's such a such a great question. Um because, you know, I feel like it's, as the years have gone by, I've gotten a better answer on the show itself, like what it is about the show that, that appeals to people. But as far as her character, I think maybe it's because um, she's so unfiltered and there are so many sides to her uh, that I think, I think we can all see a little bit of ourselves in her. You know, there's a there's a tender and sweet side. There is a crazy side. There's a playful side. Um, and I think most of us as human beings kind of have a little mixture of all of those things inside us at, at different times. And I think with Haruko, she just, because there's no filter, she's constantly expressing every one of those emotions at any given second. So I think, yeah, I just think that freedom of, expression and and just that unfiltered authenticity about her is is maybe what appeals to people that's definitely what appeals to me i like that answer (laughs) so now you've mentioned in other interviews that haruko is is going to be even more of a mentor this time around to the characters in these seasons uh so how do you prefer Haruko, as more of an agent of chaos or as a mentor type? Well, I don't think you have to pick one or the other with Haruko. <laughs> <laughs> can't it be both? <laughs> uh, why can't it be both? I mean, um, I, I think that's what makes her so great is that, um, you know, she sometimes she's like that that crazy uncle or family member that gives you advice, but it's sort of terrible advice but you're sort of (laughs) enthralled that this person who's supposed to be an adult and knows better than you is giving you such horrible horrible life advice and so then you have to say huh do I really believe this and then you start asking yourself questions about like oh what do I really believe so I think I don't know I think that her craziness in some ways is what makes her such an interesting mentor because she forces her young protégés to to really decide for themselves what they what they think is real and what they think is just you know smoke and mirrors and BS <laughs> and I think we all have to figure that out in our lives. Yeah, Haruko keeps it real. That's that's for sure. She keeps Absolutely. it. She keeps it one hundred. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. characters that are unfiltered, uh, let, let's talk about voicing Luca the cat in IGPX. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. What a blast in the past from IGPX. Well, I mean, it was Toonami's first original yeah. series. Oh, you know what? I had forgotten that. And I, you know, I also voiced Satomi on that show. Yes, so yes. It was uh, quite the duality. It was a really fun show to work on. Yeah, absolutely. It's always fun for me when I get to play either more than one character or, you know, characters that have different sides to them. It keeps it interesting. So it was fun to play both of those roles on that show. It, it kept it 
kept it fun. I'll bet. So you started out in anime, but you've had a lot of experience in voicing uh, Western cartoons, too. So I got to ask, what are the things that you like best about adapting anime? And what are the things you like best about the uh, experience of recording uh, Western animation? The thing that's so great about anime is that... um you don't have to paint a lot of the pictures in your head already. You, you see the artwork, you see the facial expressions on the character, you, you hear the beautiful musical score. Uh, so it, there's so much that, that you already have in front of you to influence the performance. And you have the tone and music of the original Japanese performance, which I think on a lot of projects, especially FLCL, we take very seriously. Like we really want to do justice uh, to the to the vibe of the original. Um, so, so that's the great thing about anime is that you have so much of that already. Um, the great thing about Western animation is that you have a lot more freedom of interpretation. Um, you know, because when you work on anime, the Mouth flaps have already been created for the character, so you have to sync everything up to a picture. So you may not be able to uh, act a line like you want to because there's just not space, you know. Um, or you you may want to do a line in in a certain emotional way, but the animation doesn't support that choice. Like maybe, uh, and, and that's the great thing about. Uh, original animation, the Western animation, is that you can sometimes discover things and have surprises along the way that that you can't uh, in anime. You know, I've had so many experiences with Western animation where I've done a line and the director and the writer has said, huh, you know, I didn't hear it that way in my head at all, but I kind of like what you did with that. So it influenced and changed you know, the the interpretation of the character and what they ultimately animated for the character because of my performance. So there are pros and cons to both. Um, uh, and I've been fortunate enough to, to be able to work on both of them, which is, which is a lot of fun and great. I don't want you to spoil anything, of course, but uh, what do you think people can really <laughs> look forward to with these new seasons of Fooly Cooly? Uh, I think that they have done an amazing job of capturing the heart and the spirit of the original. Um, you know, we, we previewed one of the, the new episodes at C2E2 and the question that we kept getting is, you know, there's so much about randomness in FLCL and chaos and how do you recreate that? And so I think that artistically and visually and, um, in, in a lot of ways, they're pushing the envelope and trying new things with these two new seasons, which I, I think is, is going to be very interesting for the fan base uh, because it's not the same. But that's the point, is that it's not supposed to be just exactly the same as the original. However, people that loved the original, um, there's still so many so many things with the heart and soul of the original one that carry over into these sequels. I've, I've been really, really impressed with, um, with how they've managed to balance that so far. So I'm, I'm really hoping the fans dig it because, uh, 
you know, I've sure loved what I've seen of it in the studio, and uh, I'm really excited for it to come out. I can tell the enthusiasm. This is... <laughs> I'm excited. That's looks pretty cool. Awesome. And one last question. Toonami being a, a block of many programs, is there uh, any show that you've worked on that you feel would be really great to see on Toonami? Oh, man. Uh, Ra would be really cool to uh, see on there, I think. Um, that's just such a groovy show. I just, I love, I love everything about that. And I don't know, throwback to Witch Hunter Robin. That'd be, that'd be kind of a cool one to see on there. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, uh, what they air. I personally really want Tiger and Bunny. Oh, I love Tiger and Bunny. Yes, I would vote for that one too. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. There's there's so many funny funny things about advertising and its and its place in our society today in that anime that I just think are so so current and funny <laughs> and cool. So, yeah, that'd be awesome. Sorry, we have to interrupt this for an ad break. <laughs> They're trying to do their superhero jobs. That's a great show. I, I suppose one one more. Uh, are there any other projects that you've recently worked on that you think our listeners should check out? Maybe something on Netflix. Uh, maybe something uh, on another channel. Uh, well, we just released uh, Boss Baby on Netflix, uh, which is a TV series based on the on the film, and I play Marsha Crinkle, who is just a horrible, soulless news anchor and has been one of the most fun things I've gotten to do in a while. Um, so definitely check out that show. It's very, very cool. And um, I'm working on a few other things that I can't talk about yet, but if anybody would like to get updates and, and follow along on social media, uh, I'm on Twitter at Kari Walgren and I'm on Instagram at Kari underscore Walgren, all lowercase. And uh, and I love keeping in touch with fans and hearing from fans. So uh, please drop me a line, follow along on social media, and keep in touch, everybody. Oh, and will you be doing any live tweeting when uh, Fooly Cooly is airing? I'm gonna try. We're we're I'm in talks with with a friend or two to see if we can make that happen. So stay tuned. We'll let you know on social media if we can get it coordinated. Very cool. Well, thank you once again for your time, Kari. This has been a delight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. That was our interview with uh, Kari Walgren. And be sure to tune in to the premiere of Fully Cooly Progressive at midnight on June 2nd on Toonami. This place. Ugh. What a dump. They say nothing amazing ever happens here, which is kind of true. I mean, look at her. Look at him. Look at all of them. They don't know what they have inside of them. Pretending you can't hear. That's like your thing, am I right? They're just sleepwalking through life, wondering when something amazing is going to happen. That's where I come in. Because they don't know it yet. But these kids are the key. 
and I'm gonna show them how to unlock some doors. Oh, yeah. Whether they like it or not. What the heck is that thing? I have no idea! I was just walking home and then it came out of nowhere! Or we might all get killed. Everybody will die. Get ready, world. Here I come. It takes an idiot to do cool things. And that's why it's cool.